ho and what do you know and welcome everybody to another edition of after further review a very special edition of after further review we're talking browns finally it took us what six episodes and now we're finally talking cleveland browns because football's back today baby oh we never thought this day would get here and guess what folks i am not alone i got a very very special guest with me you know her you love her it's caitlin from crunch time with caitlin k how are you i'm doing good yo how's it going oh my gosh this, talking, it, I, this is a show i think neither of us thought was gonna happen i mean me being on your show now you coming on this show i think this is the sign of the times of 2020 i think so i mean shit you were on my show twice <laughs> yeah you want to know what <laughs> the world's ending isn't it Kay? it really is oh boy uh, what do we do but hey you let's, know? let's let's enjoy some football yeah finally ends. did you ever think this day was gonna come Oh man. Um I mean after like baseball took so long to happen. I mm -hmm. didn't think the NBA would restart, but you know, they're in their bubble. Um certain college, you know, the conferences aren't playing, some are. But And I we got sources too. The NFL the the, <laughs> the big money of the NFL had to get something done. So they, they I'm to. not as surprised that um it's happening, but uh just, man, I'm so glad it's here. Yeah, same here. I, I've missed it. Uh, it brings some normalcy into the world, I guess. And that could only mean one thing. Uh, I wish I had the clip. I wish I had my soundboard because I was just going to play the clip. Super Bowl, Super Browns. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's one of those years again where, like, I think 90% of the fan base is really hyped up and excited. You know, there's a lot of talent on this team. And I think there's the 10% of us. And I mean, I would put myself in there this year. That's kind of skeptical. I, I want to be optimistic. I still have faith in my client, Baker Mayfield. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, after last year. I mean, do you have any sort of like weird feeling after the Freddie Kitchens era, like that brings you down for this year at all? Um, no, if anything, uh, I'm way more, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic, but I'm way more optimistic, um, than I was. Well, okay. So going back to last year and going back to the hiring of Friday kitchens, I, I was all aboard. Mm -hmm. I, I Same had a here. tweet like, at, like literally after the, um, the firing of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, I was like, well, maybe if Freddie kitchens, you know, they do well under him offensively. Mm -hmm. he's been a quarterback's coach for a long time. Uh, he's coached all over, you know, the offense. He's a former, you know, Alabama quarterback for God's sake. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe he wouldn't be a terrible head coach. And, you know, I, I just, I bought in super hard and obviously it blew up in my face and everybody's face. Yeah, um, everyone, yeah. But basically having an adult in the room with Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff and Andrew Barry, and it seems like they're all on the same page. Um, I'm just, I'm probably way more optimistic than I'm like letting on. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I, I, if any, if anything, I'm, I'm way more optimistic than I was if, if this was year two of Freddie Kitchen. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it, I'll say this a lot on this show. I and I said back then, I never understood why John Dorsey didn't just fire Hugh Day one, pick a guy. And run with it. I think John Dorsey shot himself in the foot. All due respect to John. Nice guy. But, you know, I'm sorry. He he built this team wrong. And it. I think I would agree with you. It feels good to have adults in the room. It seems like, you know, from what we're gathering from players and seeing how the coaches interact, it seems like there really is a more unified movement in that building where, you know, Stefanski and Barry are the leaders. Everyone's behind it, including ownership, which is very rare with this team right now and it seems we're all moving in the right direction um i'll ask you this question in terms of the whole process uh do you think preseason because obviously with a new coaching staff you know new offense new play calls new everything and this is for baker mayfield you know year three with a different you know play caller at the helm do you think um the no preseason is going to hurt Baker Mayfield at all? Should we 
kind of like temper our expectations early with him because he didn't have preseason or should we still set the bar high for him? I think, um, I think for Baker, I think it hurts Baker, but not really for him, mm-hmm. but for the guy who's protecting his blind side and Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Um, having no live reps, I think that's, oh man, in, in my, in my, uh, uh, 2020 Cleveland Browns preview. That, that's my major question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, because man, it, it takes one shot for, for Baker to get hurt and the whole season goes down the drain. And well, you got Case Keenum. <laughs> well, yeah, well, of course. Of Quarterback course. controversy. No, 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 no. Calm down. Calm oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. We're not at ESPN Cleveland. Oh, wait. Sorry. No, we're not. No, we, oh, my no, bad. We're, my we're, bad. We're, we're, we're doing our own thing. <laughs> we're doing bigger and better things <laughs> darn right but um i just think yeah i think it hurts them but but only because well i mean any reps is good reps mm-hmm. but going into week one against the ravens with a rookie left tackle who's never played and potentially a rookie center who's never played um yeah i just i think it could hurt early on but in the long run might be better for those guys to get to to yeah yeah by like week six or eight i think this team could maybe get up on a you know go on a little run and um we'll do the schedule game later obviously like oh yeah we're definitely doing that folks it it wouldn't be a brown show without a schedule game that that is for sure ken carmen set the standard you do that that's not even a question anymore i will say uh nick harris the center is the one i really am kind of excited about um, only because from evaluating him, he runs more of a zone blocking scheme from Washington. Um, so mm-hmm. he really intrigues me. And I know a lot of people were too. So hopefully he won't take as long to develop. Um, I know that uh, you got Batonio on the left side. Uh, it sounds like White Teller on the uh, right side, along with, uh, why am I blanking on his name? And it's a Spartan. And we Jack Conklin. Yeah, Conklin. Because I wanted him in 2016. He was my guy. Um, you have Conklin over there on the right side. I, it's safe to say this O-line is better, but do you think it's it, it doesn't matter with just the rookies. Do you think it's just going to take time with all these guys, especially with no preseason for the O-line to come together? I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. especially when you run a scheme like a zone blocking scheme where everybody literally has to be on the same page, almost as, as unison. Um, but, you know, Nick Chubb was second in the league last year behind a terrible uh, scheme and a terrible offensive line last year. They mm-hmm. graded out terrible yeah. across the board outside of um, obviously Treader and, and Batonio and, and uh, Wyatt Teller was pretty solid too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I, the scheme is just better for the offensive line in general. It's better for Baker. It's better for um, the running backs and, you know, they're using a fullback finally. Oh my gosh, we got fullback. What year is this? Is Romeo Cornell the head coach again? I don't know. I think I've lost track. But uh yeah, talking about you know the weapons around them. Obviously, you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt now resigned. I know you're a big fan of uh that extension. I mean, I'm a big fan of that extension. I mean, at that price, I mean, geez, who wouldn't want Kareem Hunt back as your I wouldn't even say a second running back. I think it's just a. Would you say it's a one A one B dynamic back there in the backfield? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, obviously, Chubb is going to get the majority of the carries, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if in total, um, you know, Kareem Hunt's close to a thousand, you know, all-purpose yards. Mm-hmm. Whether it's running the ball, whether it's catching the ball in the backfield, especially early on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think they're going to um, they're going to risk it too much. I think there's going to be a lot of I don't, I don't want to say checkdowns, but, you know, screens, you know, little dump off passes. Um, I just I, I just think this team. I, I'm going to ask you this. They, they have the do they have the best spot? Like if you had to pick five skill position guys on every team, the mm-hmm. Browns have the top five guys out of any other five guys. If you're to I mean, Odell, Jarvis, uh, uh, Austin, Austin Hooper, 
Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like, tell me five guys on another team that's better than those five. The only team that even comes close, in my personal opinion, is Kansas City. And the, right. and, and it's not even like, I think I just have higher hopes for Michael Hardman, and I have a higher grade on uh, Hilaire. Um, it, it, I think it's just more of the Browns have, on paper, the most weapons I've ever seen with the football team in years. I mean, it's, it's deep. I mean, it, you don't even have to talk about Odell and uh, Jarvis. I mean, you can talk about Rashard Higgins, who's Baker's safety blanket. Um, you mm-hmm. have Austin Hooper now who was Matt, uh, Matt Ryan's safety blanket and Harrison Bryant's come out of nowhere to take the number two tight end spot. And if you keep David and Joku, you've got an athletic tight end back there as well. Um, not to mention you have an athletic, underutilized and underdeveloped wide receiver project in Donovan Peoples Jones, who I will say it won't be this year, but I think next year you're going to see him take a more higher leverage role as a receiver next year. I mean, he's going to be a guy that they'll put in on those screen plays, I think, and he's just going to make plays. I mean, he is perfect in this offense, not to mention the running backs you have. I mean, they have so many weapons I sometimes wonder if it's even fair anymore. It's it's just basically all up to the O-line to, to block Baker because and I want to get into this because as everyone knows, I it's not last year does not affect me at all. I am still the advocate for Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes, and Jared Goff. I am still their advocate. Baker Mayfield's year last year, there was good and there was bad. I sit here and I'll say to the end of time, the O-line being so crappy. And the fact Baker couldn't trust him, I think Baker forced a lot of his interceptions and it kind of messed with his confidence. And he even admitted he didn't really work as hard last year. I think he thought he had a free pass. And when he realized he didn't and the O-line was bad, it was just, you know, it was a downward spiral. And this year, it just seems Baker's got his head on straight. He's cutting off social media for the most part. He still is on there, and I don't like that. But it is what it is. But I think Baker's got his head on straight. He's got a decent O-line to a potentially good O-line, and he's got the weapons. I don't think it's going to be week one. He's going to put up 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. But I think by the end of the year, you're going to see a guy who resembles more the 2018 Baker Mayfield than the 2019 Baker Mayfield. And I think all of us are going to shut up about Trey Lance and Justin Fields and who should we take? So, I mean, would you think that's a fair assessment of where Baker is right now? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I just, the way I I think of things is Kevin Stefanski made Kirk Cousins into a playoff winning quarterback. He made Case Baker Keenum. Mayfield. He made Case Keenum into a playoff he winning quarterback, Ke- and I would say the MVP yeah. of that year. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I mean, I don't. This isn't a hot take. Baker Mayfield is a way more talented quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Darn right he is. So <laughs> we need to hold Baker in a pretty high, you know, of the number one overall pick type of standards. Yes, and there's there's no more excuses. No, I know. I know this is his third quarterback in three years, in his first three years. Yep. Which I think they said last, yesterday during the press conference, no other first round, number one overall pick quarterback has ever had that. Three different quarter, three different head coaches in three years. Um. But, you know, it's it's not an excuse. It's like no, it's not. It's either you're talented, you know, the everything's set up for him to have success. Kevin Stefanski does two things really well two tight end sets and play action. And what does Baker do really well? Two tight end sets and play action and deep ball. He and does. all those things literally work off of each other. Yes, they do. I mean, it's, it's, it's set up for the Browns to hit. If the Browns don't go over 500, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. You, you would have to, you would, I think it's fair. And I, I think I know where you're going with this. And it kind of leads me to my next question because I will say, for the record, I have already started doing draft homework for 2021, and you know me well enough. I've already done it. I've already mm-hmm. done it on the quarterbacks. I will say this on this show right now. 
Trevor Lawrence is not the number one quarterback on my board. Justin Fields is not a first-round quarterback. He's a second-round quarterback on my board. The number one quarterback on my board is Trey Lance of North Dakota State, and I cannot wait for his one and only game this year because I need more tape of him. I just need to see more against actual competition. The kid is for real. And I'm not saying I'm quitting on Baker. What I am saying is I'm looking for a fourth member of my faction. And Trey Lance <laughs> looks to be the guy that I'm like, ooh, you are really good. I, I can't. God, it, it's kind of like me falling in love with Kyler Murray two years ago. But I was like, nope, I'm not going to fall for an Oklahoma quarterback. That's not fair to Baker. And I, I just watched Trey Lance and I cannot help but be amazed. Now, with that said, if the team is under 500, I'm going to put you in an interesting scenario. The team is under 500. It is clearly not Baker's fault. His interceptions have gone down. Let's say he throws 25 and 12 is his touchdown interception ratio. He's around 60, 61%. Throws 3,000 plus yards passing. The offense seems to be fine. It's clearly on the defense, but we didn't go 500. Are you looking at a quarterback? Because we're no, running, we're no, running no, out no. of time with them. So, no, 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 okay. I, no, no, no. I, I think if it's that plainly obvious that the defense can't stop anyone, which I mean, I think is. We're gonna get to that in a second. Um, looking at the linebacking room that we have, yeah, <laughs> and um. Yikes. You know, and I mean, in reality, like this team is on defense. It is one injury away from being a big yikes for this team. It's one injury away from a being Swiss yikes. cheese. I mean, literally. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Whether it's Miles Garrett or whether it's Denzel Ward, uh, it's. Oof. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to knock. You know the front office or anything. I mean, obviously the Grant Delpit injury is devastating to this team. I loved mm -hmm. Ronnie Harrison coming out. I wanted him that year. I'm glad we, for a fifth round pick, God dang it, Barry, you're a genius. Um, I do like some of the art picks they made. Uh, Elliot was one of the guys I had circled as a guy who I thought could be a Sheldon Richardson replacement in a year as a developmental project. Didn't really know much about Jacob Phillips um, as a linebacker, but obviously he's going to be playing a lot. I mean, is, if you look back at their draft, those three were the only three uh, defensive picks. The rest were offensive picks. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think the Browns... Uh, do you th I, I'm actually going to not really talk too much about the defense because I think we all know, and I'm not here to bore everyone with the same conversation. Um if you think the Browns, let's say the Browns go hypothetically six and 10, what do you think the reason's going to be? Is it going to be, in your opinion, the offense or is it going to be the defense that's the reason we're six and 10? If the entire offense is healthy, if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both healthy, if Baker Mayfield's healthy um, and Baker Mayfield plays, like, like you said, 25 touchdowns. You know, twelve interceptions. They're taking care of the ball. They're doing their they're doing their job. Um, and if it's on the defense, uh, I just I just feel oh man, I don't know. I don't know who to blame on a hypothetical six and ten because yeah. I feel like if we go six and ten, it's because Baker e is either terrible or he's injured mm -hmm. or Miles Garrett gets hurt. I still think from the way we talk about this defense, though, I mean, in the way the league is now. And I, I've done, I've gone through the schedule before we even start this. I already came up with my schedule game stuff and we'll do that in a separate segment for everybody to understand what's going on here. Um, so I would just say that if the team goes six and 10, it, which I do think with this schedule, it's plausible to happen. It's very plausible. I think it's because the defense is just Swiss cheese. I mean, this linebacking court is just alarming. And then you lose Grant Delpit. And yes, Ronnie Harrison's great, but a Ronnie Harrison Grant Delpit duo would have been freaking amazing. And I I hate to put the pressure on Greedy Williams, uh, but Greedy needs to take the next step. Like he was not great last year. 
And some of the concerns that were coming out from the draft that he held defenders too much, that he wasn't the best in coverage. He was more of a ball hawk than a covering guy, and he couldn't tackle. Those came out last year, and it was very obvious. Um, granted, Terrence Mitchell is there. Um, I, I just, in my hypothetical, I just, I just see Baker having a good year, maybe not an MVP year but I really think it would be more so on the defense. Cause we look at those Minnesota teams to kind of compare where Stefanski's come from. Minnesota had really, really good defenses that allowed the offense to rest that took the pressure off the offense and allowed them to do what they need to do. And I just think it's one of those things that when you look at, you know, defense can't stop the other team. And now the offense has to pick up the slack and the pressure is on them. After a while, it takes a toll on your team, wouldn't you think? Oh, without a doubt. And I think that's why early on in the season, you're going to see a heavy dosage of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and uh, and Austin Hooper. I don't see Odell. I mean, I guess Odell at times and, and Jarvis too, because he kind of runs that slot a little bit. but. I think early on the Browns, especially when you know Greedy's banged up and um, uh, Kevin Johnson's obviously hurt with with the lacerated liver, but apparently like you know they didn't put him on IR and that's a you know a three week IR stint. Yeah, so, so they probably I got guess they expect him to be. A, that's what I mean, and I think they're um, who uh, the they have another cornerback. I always forget his name, but he's gonna. I think. I think he practiced, uh, even though he was a little banged up this week. Um, but he's supposed to be their nickel guy. Okay. Um, I think, like I said, early on, you're going to see heavy dosage of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. May- basically, so your offense is the defense when it comes to time of possession, when it comes to ball control. And I think they're just hoping that maybe Miles Garrett and that front four, because on paper, that front four is. I mean, it's uber talented. It is. If, really if everybody stay, if everybody stays healthy, and like I said in in uh, my preview, the way the Browns are going to win is if Baker holds on to the football and doesn't turn it over like he did last year. Number one, and number two, if that front four can get in, get get some pressure at at quarterbacks and cause some turnovers, whether it's you know fumbles in the in the pocket or errant throws. Um, I mean, that's how the Browns are going to win. I mean, that's how every team is going to win, basically. But that's that's how the Browns are going to win because I don't see them. I think I see them having a very difficult time stopping uh, other people's offense offenses at times. For sure. For sure. Before we get into uh, the schedule game, uh, name me your offensive MVP for the Browns. I think I know what the answer to that one is. And your defensive MVP. And do you think any of the Browns players could win an NFL award this year? Um, offensive MVP, it, it's got to be Nick, Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, to expect 13, 1400 yards, I think, is very doable. He very. did that last year uh, with a terrible offense. And now an actual scheme to run the ball, uh, I, I just expect a huge year for him. And he's going to get paid. He's going to mm-hmm. get paid a ton, and it's probably not going to be from the Browns, which is, which is sad. But we're getting a first next year. Let's go to yeah. first. Um, and then defensive MVP, if he stays healthy, Miles Garrett. Ma- Miles um, is going to kill think he people. Could win, <laughs> and I think Miles Garrett could win Defensive Player of the Year. I really think so too. I think this dude when. He said he was on the verge of retirement and I had heard rumors. I don't want to get into the rumors, but I had a source, but I couldn't get it from a second source. People listen to this pod, take notes, get a second source. When one person tells you, Hey, the big Ten's coming back. Uh, you might want to confirm it with the second source. I heard a rumor about miles and it wasn't the retirement. It was something else. Something else entirely that would have blown the entire case against Mason Rudolph wide open. And it would have, I think Mason would have been kicked out of the league if what I had heard was true. 
Um, I went to a second source and I asked, is there any truth to this? And they said, we haven't heard of it. They'll investigate. They never got back to me on it. So I assumed it wasn't true. But for what Miles Garrett said, man, that dude, he's he's pissed. He He's going to be coming for heads like not with helmets. He's just going to be like, no, not with helmets. He knows better now. But I think he's just going to be like, he'll look at Ben Roethlisberger and say, like, I'm going to rip you literally in half. I don't need a helmet. I'm just going to rip you half. And God, it'd be awesome. It'd be such a great sight well, I mean, to his see. Stats, I mean, his stats against Pittsburgh are amazing to begin with. They are. Yeah, I Like, mean, multiple sacks, uh, multiple, uh, I think he has two uh, forced fumbles, too. Like, And, I mean, going in, I mean, what, 10 and a half sacks in, in 10 games last year? People like uh, people like to say like it. it um, people like to say uh, you know, sacks don't to- tell the whole story, which I I also agree with because he was uh, disrupting teams at times. Because I mean, at times the Browns played really really well. Yeah. they had a giant lead lead against uh, Seattle. Um, they played really well against the Rams early on. I mean, even that Tennessee game, that Tennessee game. It was a one possession game heading into the what, what three uh, minutes left in the third quarter. And then Marcus, like Mario, Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a screenplay. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, but at times like they played well. You know, it, it was just, you know, just as a, just a team in general. It, it I just, just felt it was like just that frustrating team was just show. awful. It, it, Steve Wilkes is god awful. <laughs> and, He's so awful. And oh my god. And on that note, we're gonna end this segment. We're gonna go into the segment you all have been waiting for. You know it. You love it. We're gonna be playing the schedule game, and we may be playing something a little bit different in terms of the schedule game after it. So stay tuned, guys. And that was the shortest commercial break in the history of history. There wasn't a commercial break. We just came right back into our next segment. You know it. You love it. It is the schedule game, and we're not going to waste any time. Week one, your Cleveland Browns go on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. Art Modell, I hate you so. Kay, what do you got? Browns are winning. Wow! What? What is going on here? What planet are we on? Look, eleven one. They haven't won their first game since 2004. Jeff Garcia, baby. That first game, that game was against the Baltimore Ravens. This is a crazy year. It you is. Know, the world is ending. <laughs> I need football, and I can't pick the Browns to lose this one again. It's not against the Ravens. They're oh. winning 24 to 20. That's my prediction. Lock it in. Wow, Kay. I am so proud of you. You come such a long way. You're not a pessimist anymore. Unfortunately, no, I am. No. Unfortunately, I am. I got the Browns losing. Damn it. <laughs> you wanna we gotta even it out. We gotta even it out. I, 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 I hear my old co-host Pat Kazowski saying, Alex, you know better. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, Pat. And I know he's listening. I know I'm not gonna do it. I'm not stupid this time. I'd rather be wrong than right. So Prove me wrong, Baker. It's not it's not your advocate picking against you. It's just God, the J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's giving me nightmares already to think about. Oh God, that's so good of a team. It's especially in the rain. It's gonna it's gonna rain Sunday in Baltimore. Like oh God, they're gonna run the option all day. Oh no, okay. No, that means that that means that means fumbles. That means fumbles. Hopefully, fingers crossed. JK, do what you do best. Fumble the ball. I don't know. I I really didn't watch too much Buckeyes to notice if he did. I think he did maybe once or twice. So hopefully he does, you know, and give Urban my heart attacks. Going, <laughs> JK, what are you doing to me? All right. Um, okay, week two, the Cleveland Browns come back home in front of 6,000 screaming fans at First Energy Stadium. Are they going to tailgate is the main question. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The no, state says Which is why I think they're allowed to, um, they're allowed to have uh, people in the stands. Never well, underestimate the Browns fans. They'll find a way. They will find a way. I'm sure they will. All right. Sure the Browns will. come home to face the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. 
Kay, what do you got? The Browns. They're winning. What? I mean, rookie They're quarterback. 2-0. Rookie. Yeah, 2-0. I know. <laughs> rookie quarterback and jo- Joey Burrow. Um, man, a short week, especially for them. The Browns. Again, like like I said, they're just gonna run the shit out of the ball, dude. And St- Stefanski's already gonna, gonna, play, gonna have a gonna, statue being built. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna play some SU and uh, AFC North football, and I love it. Like, let's get it. You know I, what I mean? Do we build the Stefanski Barry statue after the game? <laughs> um, I don't know. We're gonna. I think we have to knock down the John Dorsey one that was half built. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. You want to? We'll just blow it up with dynamite. I'm, actually, throw it into like who cares? Throw it in. Um, I got the Browns winning this game, so I have them right now one and one on the year. Uh, the next week, the Browns stay at home and they take on the Washington Football Team, led by former Ohio State Buckeye quarterback Dwayne Haskins. And I'm going to lead on this one. The curse is real. And Joe Burrow does not count because he went to LSU. Um, he ended there. So Dwayne Haskins ended at Ohio State. Guess what? The curse is real. Ohio State quarterbacks always fail in the NFL. Browns win. They go to two and one. Three and oh, baby. Let's get it. Three and oh. What is going on? And then the next week we go to Jerry World. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to be going four and oh? In Jerry World? Oh. Um, I don't think so. Oh, sorry. That's that's the first bell. Darn! I know it's a so homecoming for I just oh. no, it's not happening. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you there. I love, and I, I'll say, I forgot about them. They have some of the best weapons in football, and if Dak yep. is. If Dak brings his A game, if he's recovered from everything that's been going on in his life, and you know, proud of him as saying, you know, what he's dealt with, it's not easy to say what um he said, like the depression of his brother and everything. Like, you know, props to him and hope he's doing well. I mean, hate to see it with anyone and just to see him on the field and you know, doing okay, that's good. Uh, but you know, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, uh, that three alone, and we haven't even gotten into that team. Like that team is dangerous. So, and they're a team that I I low key, I won't say they're gonna go to the Super Bowl because I don't believe in their defense, but they're a team that could make a run if Dak brings it. So um, so I got them at two and two, you got them at three and one. Week five, the Browns come back back home. Phillip Rivers, has his arm fallen off yet, or are the Browns going to rip his arm off and send him into retirement? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. That is is four and one. What is going on? (laughs) The Browns are four and one in K's world, and oh my God, this city may not be able to handle it. And probably by this time, the Indians are in the second round of the MLB playoffs because, you know, the three, uh, the best of, uh, what is it? Best of three, best of three and best yeah. of five. And then, yeah. So seven, best seven. of three, you know, Bieber wins game one, police wins game two Browns and Indians are being successful. And the whole world goes like, Oh God, it's Cleveland's world again. We're all just living it. You're damn right. It is especially <laughs> in Kay's world. Uh, I got them winning. So I got them at three and two. So you want to kind of same feeling week six. Oh boy. Here we go. Matchup number one, Browns at Steelers. The Browns can't win in Pittsburgh. They always struggle. They always do. So, unfortunately, that's loss number two. Yeah. But, hey, we're, we're still four and two. I, I got them losing two. No, no time to panic. I got them losing two. Um, I, I just – I. I It just all depends on what Ben is. And I'm just going to have to assume right now, Ben is back to being Ben and that's the case. So great. I also assume that they're going to actually run the ball. Like they haven't the last two years. Well, I mean, they don't really have a running back still. So. Right. Right. Don't, don't count James Conner as that. I mean, Conner's okay. He's not what they need and they still haven't addressed. I mean, Anthony McFarland is interesting, but I don't think he fits. I thought if they had gotten Fournette, I would just been like, "Crap, game over." 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. moving on week seven at Cincinnati. What do you got? The Browns. Again, rookie quarterback, rookie, you know, woes. I mean, like we've been through it. We we know what Cincinnati's going through. Um, I think they have a lot of talent on offense. If, every, if everybody stays healthy, if Tyler Boyd and, and AJ Green can stay healthy, Joe Mixon is really good. Um, but, you know, their, their offensive line is still very suspect. And, I, I was about um, to say that. I think it, it, yeah. it, it all depends. And again, we're all assuming, you know, how things are going. That O-line is just so suspect. I, I, I'm going to say this because we all, but if you look back, David Carr back in the day looked to be a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback. Tim Couch looked to be a franchise quarterback. They had no offensive line, were murdered their first seasons, and were never the same. I wish Joe Burrow nothing but the best, and he's in his hometown team. I I just have a bad feeling this could be Tim Couch, David Carr all over again, where all the talent in the world, he had no O-line, it destroyed him, and that was his career. And we're all left to wonder what if. So I got the Browns winning this game. Uh, so we're we're now what? Both four and three now, I think? Or four uh, and two? No, I'm, oh, you're five I'm and two, I'm four two, and three. Five and two. Okay, so yeah, I'm five, five and two, two four and three. three. Okay. And then we got the Las Vegas Raiders coming back to Cleveland, and Chucky is in the building. Do the Browns stick it to Chucky for turning him down so many times? Yeah, I think so. I Oakland, I think, what, Oakland? Vegas, it's going to be weird saying that. I know, um, it's still weird for me. It doesn't feel right. I think they could be a pretty solid team. Um, I don't. It's, I, I love Derek Carr. I love him. I wanted him in 2014, but like, does does Gruden and company like him that much? There's a reason like, why Marcus really? Mariota is in the building, and this is my assumption. By this game, Marcus Mariota will be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders if he's healthy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of thinking that too, man. I mean, they paid a lot. Let I mean, me tell you something, man. Before Gruden got there, they paid. They paid Derek a lot of money and not saying he's bad or anything but it's just like he's just one of those quarterbacks where you're just like is he good is he our guy i can we win with him i there's just a lot of question marks um obviously they have a really good running back in in jacobs and darren lawler is a super talented tight end um and they got all these lot of young draft picks you know from you know, the, the Colomac trades and, and all mm-hmm. that shit. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Browns, I mean, it's one of those games where it's a, that can be the a Browns trap have game. way more talented. It could be a trap game, but at this point, the way I'm predicting it, you're, you're five and two, like you, you, you gotta, you gotta beat the teams that you gotta beat as cliche as that sounds. Well, I think like, we, we got the, Browns. you're better than, you're better than the Raiders beat them at home. There's no excuse. And uh, I we got both got the Browns winning and knock on wood if you're with me, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, week nine is the bye, and you want to know what? Screw it. Browns win the bye because in mine finally? right now, yeah, they finally win it. They're five and three. You want to know what? They got a wing record. Screw the bye week. We get a W for that. So now the Browns stay at home. Uh, they're going to be facing the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson. Oh boy. Who you got? I hate Houston. I hate Bill O'Brien. I think Deshaun Watson is very overrated. Um <laughs> but 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 Houston is gonna win because the Browns never play Houston well. They just don't. You may be right on this. Even when and- even when they were like solid in twenty fourteen, like it, it, I think it was after the in 2014 after the um, the Cincinnati game on that Thursday night. You know they came. It was a home game against Houston, and Houston came in and they kicked the shit out of us. That's true. And um, yeah, I just I just think it's one of those teams, one of those games where I just I, I just feel like the Browns are going to lose that game. I, I hope they. I hope I'm wrong, but I just and I mean Houston's solid. They're they're a good team. Um, obviously they don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Obviously 
I just, oh man, I just hate, I hate saying Houston's going to win because I hate Bill O'Brien that much, but I think they're going to win. I think Houston's getting exposed this year as frauds outside Deshaun Watson. Really? I think Houston's going to be that team that's going to suffer a big decline. Uh, I got the Browns wing this game. I think with potential injuries, they're always injury prone. Uh, their wide receivers are completely injury prone. Their running backs are completely injury prone. And even their own lines injury prone. I mean, their whole team is a medical tent. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. that's all it is. Deshaun Watson's the only one. And I feel for him that and he I mean, had to sign I mean, that extension. Yeah, and I mean, even Deshaun Watson's on thin ice with yeah. being injury prone because, like, God, he takes so many hits for a quarterback. I mean, so they, they, they are literally one Deshaun Watson injury away from being yeah, the number one overall right. pick. They literally are. Mm-hmm. And I think Houston's getting exposed this year. And that's why I got the Browns wing. They're going to have two weeks to prepare for this. They're going to be fine. And I think they're going to kind of treat this game as like, you know, they they have the Ravens, uh, I think, one more time, right? Yeah, they got them one more time. Yeah. This is the game I think they're going to be circling, saying, okay, in my opinion, because I have them losing the first week. Okay, we lost to Lamar this week, this first game. This is kind of our, okay, we, we think we got a plan for this. We're going to put it in play here. Now, either it's going to backfire or it's going to work. I think it's going to work, and it's. I'm going to kind of spoil you guys. It might help later. It might. Um, so you've got the Browns losing to Houston. I got them winning. Next week, oh, my God, the matchup I've wanted for years. Carson Wentz in Cleveland against Philly. And I'm going to start by saying this. This is the day that we finally shut up all the people who wanted Carson Wentz because the Browns kick his rear end. I hope you're right. Because I have the Browns losing to the Eagles. Whoa! They come off the bye losing two. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, obviously we know. I know. I mean, I, I know. know. It, it just it just feels like these two games can shut up a lot of narratives in this city. We should have drafted oh, without, without Deshaun Watson. We should have drafted Carson Wentz. And if Baker wins those two, number one, I, I think it really doesn't matter. I mean, if he beats Darnold too, if he wins those three games down the stretch, I think you can officially shut up about Baker and say, you want to know what, regardless of the record, we'll go with him for another year. Now, if he doesn't win these games, I think you're going to hear a lot more chatter from fans. I don't know about the Browns. I think they'll go with them for a second year. But you'll hear a lot more chatter of people saying we need to replace Baker. I think if he wins those two games out of the bye, a lot of people in this city are going to shut up about Baker and they're going to roll with it and they're going to start getting on board because the next week is probably the easiest game of the schedule. Jacksonville. Yeah, the Browns. Browns. I mean, not well, even, not even can, close. can I can I just go back to to the Eagles right quick? Yeah, um, go right ahead. Is Carson Wentz playing that game because he's always hurt? And that's I think that's true. That's a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. Is is rookie uh, Jalen Hurts the quarterback at this time? I mean, that was my like funny prediction when I did when I did the uh, Brown schedule game. Like right when it came out, I was like, oh, who's going to start for them? Jalen Hurts. Um, I can see it happening that Carson does not play up to standards. And I will say this, the Eagles wide receivers are so bad without his mobility. I don't like like Carson Wentz. I don't like Carson Wentz at all either. I didn't, I didn't want him. I'm a known hater. Um, But I just, I just don't understand why people think he's like the, the next coming of, I don't even know. John Elway or something. Like this great, great quarterback. I don't see it either. And I think with his lack of mobility now, like I think the Eagles are in a weird spot where they need to make a call on him. And I think they've already extended him and everything. But now with Hurts there, I mean, if Wentz gets injured one more time, I would end the experiment right then and there. I'd just be like, you want to what? Jalen Hurts, run with it. See where we go. If it doesn't work, then we're moving on to the next quarterback because we can't trust you to stay healthy, Carson, and your mobility is shot because he had mobility. Now he doesn't. So 
I think that's one of the things where when they don't have any wide receivers, I mean, Jalen Ragor as their first round pick, he wasn't even a, he's just a speed guy. He's, he's Nelson Aguilar again. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all he is. I said that in the draft show. He's Nelson Aguilar. You released Nelson Aguilar to draft Nelson Aguilar. Congratulations. I just don't I think, think the Eagles are things... that great. Go ahead. I, no, um, that, that's awesome. I think it's one. I just think it's one of those things where, um, like, getting your quarterback right is just—it's so important. And I think it might behoove the Browns to maybe wait on an extension and maybe just let the fifth-year option play out and maybe even franchise tag him for one or two years. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, you're gonna have—you're gonna—you're ha- gonna have the money cap-wise. You're gonna to have to pay him around this a similar amount anyway, so why not just go either year to year, for even if it's just one year, just to make sure that like yeah he's our guy because such as the Browns are in a in a position like the Raiders are right now with with Derek Carr, mm-hmm. or how the Eagles are potentially if Carson Wentz gets hurt again yeah. or he doesn't play up to you know the same standards as he did the, his first couple years. It just it's just one of those things that you don't want to screw up. Yep. And I think it might be in the Browns' best interest to kind of wait on that. But if he balls out these next two years, let's go. Awesome. We, give, we'll give all him, be happy. I uh, and I'll buy more Baker jerseys. That's what I'll do. I'll buy exactly. More. I I saw one that was like uh, the Army, the Memorial Day one or what, or Veterans Day one last year, and it was like seventy bucks. And I almost bought. I was like. I want to get it, but this could backfire on me. I'm going to wait a year on it. I mean, that's where I'm at with <laughs> Baker right now. Like, I want to get every Baker jersey, but I can't right now because I, I, understand. I, I, I don't trust these fans more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, we said Jacksonville, easy win. I'm sorry, Gardner. Uh, you know, yep. Sorry, mustache. Not today. Uh, week 13. Is Doug Marone the head coach? Is Doug Marone the head coach? No. That game he'll, or he'll be fired by them. He'll he'll be fired by them. Garner Minshew right, will be the head coach it. by that game. <laughs> All right, but yeah, then maybe they'll cover the spread then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Week 13, Tennessee. I think we're both gonna agree this is a loss. Yep. Okay. Uh that team's just really good. Uh if Tannehill yeah. plays Nebraska, like he did they last never year. play Tennessee well either. Never so do. It, just, it is what it is. Week 14, Monday Night Football at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Do they get them back? No, they lo- they lose. That's what I have, too. I And I said in the Houston game, it might be a testing ground. But I am going to say this. J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins right now is far better than David Johnson right now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, this is my bold fantasy football prediction. J.K. Dobbins will be a top 10 running back in fantasy by the end of this year, without a doubt. There was a reason I drafted him so early in my mock, in my uh, fantasy draft. I love him in that offense. He will be a monster. So, uh, And then we got the back-to-back weeks in New York. Oh, my goodness. How do you even like schedule this for a team? Like That's kind of like brutal. Do they like stay in New York, especially with the whole potential quarantine stuff or what do they do i don't know i mean and it's over literally it's right over christmas yeah the like games are on the 20th brutal. and 27th like Someone, yeah that's 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 tough that, but that, that's, I, think I got the browns winning both those games same here i i got them beating uh danny dimes uh mm-hmm. because i think that defense is atrocious and I think the Browns are going to be pissed off. They're going to be away from their families for Christmas. And they're going to take it on Sam Darnold. And I hopefully will hope that this game right here is the end of the Sam Darnold experiment in New York. And I can put my feet up and say, I was right again. And just smile. Is so, this the end of the Adam Gase exper- uh, experiment? Oh, too? God. Yes, it is. He'll be fired is, after is, this game. Is Greg Williams the interim head coach for the Jets? One game. Want for one game, yes. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. Just to, just to see him it. scream <laughs> at Sam Darnold. What the bleep are you doing, you ginger idiot? God, that yeah, means, I mean, I, I, wanna, I need I, I need hard knocks for that week. Early. I need hard knocks for that week alone. Damn it, 
Just make yeah. it happen. Uh, week 17 at home against the dreaded Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns are winning it, clinching a playoff spot, going 10-6. and six. I'm going to say this. The Browns win, but on the last play, Miles Garrett sacks Ben Roethlisberger and flips off Mason Rudolph. And the Browns are 10-6 and six and going to the playoffs, <laughs> sending the Steelers home. And that's how Miles Garrett gets his revenge, finally. So 10 and 6. Shit, I didn't realize I was that optimistic. All right. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? So, Kay, what did you get? Same? 10 and 6. Yep. yep that was that was my prediction. That was my prediction in my um in my preview. I'm sticking to it. This wow. team is way too talented to if if they just beat the teams that they have to beat. Yeah. That's that's literally all I did. They, like I said, they lose to Houston, they lose to the Eagles, they um, they lose to the Titans, they lose to Dallas, and they lose to uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. If you go, if you can go, if you could split against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, you win against Cincinnati. Like it's it's set up for them to have a lot of success this year. Hmm. I, I I which is why I if they don't go over five hundred, I don't know. I don't know. Because okay, even if they have a hiccup, even if that Raiders game is a trap game, then you have to expect, like you predicted, you predicted them to win either against Houston and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So you got to win one of those games. You got to. There's not even a choice at that point. Yeah. All right. So it's like you could flip up a couple of those. I just, I don't know. Well, we both have them at 10 and 6, but you want to know what? It wouldn't be after further review if we didn't do this a different way. You want to get crazy with this, Kay? Hell yeah, let's get it. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to do it in a super crazy way. The unrealistic, perfect world, Brown schedule game. Hope you weren't waiting too long, you guys. And we're back. Uh, So now, the super crazy schedule game. Ladies and gentlemen, week one. The Cleveland Browns take on the Baltimore Ravens. And you know what? For some reason, Jeff Garcia is at this game. I don't understand why he's there. He's wearing his old Browns uniform and everything. But you want to know what? It gives the Browns luck. And somewhere in Ann Arbor, Jim Harbaugh is crying for his brother. As the Browns win, Ohio beats a Harbaugh. And the Browns are 1-0, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, this is only getting good so far because you got the Harbaugh's crying. Jeff Garcia's now a Browns fan again wearing his jersey. I, I don't know what world we're living in. It's just 2020. Week two, the Cincinnati Bungles come to town. And for some reason, Hugh Jackson was allowed in the building, and he's on the Bengals' sideline. And for that, the Bengals are forced to forfeit because Hugh Jackson's not allowed in an NFL team ever again because he's the worst coach in the history of history. And the Browns win by forfeit. Joe Burrow is upset. He goes to the Brown family. He's like, why do I have to lose to your dad's old team? Well, and they admit, dad's old team is better than this team ever was. So you probably wish you were there. And he, he admits to the media the next day, yeah, I wish I was in Cleveland instead. Baker says, well, not my problem. So moving on, the Washington football team. Uh, sadly, in this game, uh, Miles Garrett sacks and ends the career by just totally dislocating his arm. Dwayne Haskins' career, Ohio State quarterback curse is real. Ohio State fans finally accept it. And also in this moment, Justin Fields uh, actually transfers, goes back to college, transfers from Ohio State to a different school uh, just so he doesn't suffer the same fate. Sorry, Ohio State fans had to throw that jab in there because it's the only jab as a Michigan State fan I can make it you guys anymore. So there, give can, me my can one. I, can, can I can I put in a, my two cents? Does that mean if, if Haskins just gets hurt, does that mean uh, Alex Smith gets some run at quarterback? Actually, he does. He, he does. And the Browns, because they're beating him 30 to nothing, they don't really pressure him. They allow him you know, to throw the ball, but they basically sent everybody back. It's a feel good moment. You know, he does throw a touchdown and the Browns and Redskins, well, I'm sorry, the football team 
carry him off the field in celebration. Sort of a united thing. It's a real feel-good story in the NFL that we're talking about for a week. Um, Can I just throw it to Terry McClellan for my fantasy team? Okay, sure. Yes, yes. He he goes to Terry. All right, Mc- awesome. Yes. Awesome. Uh, week All four, right. we go to Jerry World, and for some reason, the Jerry Jones Jerry Jones has completely lost it, and he's now the head coach of the football team. He's totally forgotten half of his staff, and now he's somehow on the sidelines. No one understands what's going on. Dak Prescott now is asking for forty million a year, and Jerry says. I ain't paying you more than $30 million a year. So Dak Prescott has actually left the building. And for some reason, Mike... So Mc- Andy Dalton? Actually, no. Mike McCarthy is going to play quarterback now. <laughs> what is going on? I is don't it, know. It, it, it's weird. They stayed at, at Jerry's house? I, I don't know. Hey, Jerry's logic is that he paid Mike McCarthy all this money. He better get some use out of him as he's the head coach. But they basically run the ball because McCarthy can't throw the ball much anymore. So the Browns know it's coming. Zeke runs the ball 40 times for 40 yards. And honestly, that's a very valiant effort. The Browns win 50 to nothing. They put a 50 burger on him. And Jerry is actually consulted by his son to please just retire and hand him everything, which at the end of the season, he does do that. So Jerry World is no more in Dallas after 2020. That's the final casualty of the 2020 year. Um, and then we go on to Indianapolis, where Philip Rivers uh, is facing the Browns. And Philip Rivers and all of his kids come out and say to the Browns, can you please take it easy on me? I, I want to be there for my kids. And the Browns give him an ultimatum. Retire on the spot or we're going to hurt you. He retires. He walks away with his, I don't know how many kids he has now. Probably like 50 kids. I think it's almost a football team. Yeah, you want to know what? And and actually, they play against the Browns practice squad and win. Uh, the practice squad just allows Phil Rivers to get one last win under his belt with his kids. It, it's another feel-good story for the Browns. Uh, the Browns completely demolished the Colts. Uh, I don't even know who the quarterback would be at that point. Jonathan Taylor does run for two touchdowns, though. Because that O-line Jonathan Taylor, they're pretty good. Week six, the Steelers are there. And somehow Mason Rudolph is now the quarterback because Ben Roethlisberger does not want to face an angry Miles Garrett. So Mason Rudolph, now he's scared. And Ben, the first sack, he stops at him and he just waves. And he goes like, what are you doing? And then Olivier Vernon, wham, on the other side, blind side hit, fumble. Miles just picks up the ball waltzes into the end zone and just starts laughing in the end zone. And that's a symbol of what's to come. The Browns completely demolished Mason Rudolph and Mason Rudolph is the next quarterback that retires from the NFL. Cause he's, he's just a shame now. He, he, no one will ever touch him again. So Brown six and oh, uh, week seven, uh, Hugh Jackson is still showing up to games for Cincinnati. Apparently he didn't get the memo. He was fired with Marvin Lewis still, uh, and the Bengals have to forfeit again because it, it's a travesty that he's allowed in a stadium. So there you go. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders week eight. Um, so what happens here is it's kind of weird. The Browns end up facing Marcus Mariota, but they injure Marcus Mariota and they have no choice but to roll the dice literally and be true, a true Vegas team and go with Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman goes off. Nathan Peterman throws the best game of his career, and somehow the Raiders pull off a miracle and win. And this whole city goes crazy. They think, "Uh uh-oh, here comes the collapse, ladies and gentlemen. Nathan Peterman beat the Browns, and the Browns are 7-1. But they get two weeks. But don't worry. They come back. Nothing real special. They beat Deshaun Watson. That's pretty awesome. They come back the next week. Jalen Hurts is now the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles because Carson Wentz injured his knee again. Sadly, he's out for the year. Uh, They are now resorting to fans as the wide receivers now because all their wide receivers are injured. In fact, they've had to move Miles Sanders out to wide receiver. They're not even running with running backs anymore. Uh, And the Browns just, you know, they have seven guys in the backfield 
and they can't stop Miles Garrett. So the Browns beat them down pretty much. And the Browns are now what eight and one or nine and one at this point. It's crazy. Uh, week 12, the Browns uh, actually get a tough challenge from the Jaguars. Gar Gardner Minshew is a heck of a player, folks. He can play. That mustache tells you everything you need to know. He throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns in an absolute shootout game. But Baker Mayfield, on the last play of the game, throws a Hail Mary, one-handed catch by Odell in the back of the end zone, and the Browns come out with the win in Jacksonville. And this city is like, oh, remember when we lost to Oakland and Nathan Peterman? That was definitely a fluke. We're 10-1. Who cares? Tennessee then comes to town. And, well, another hiccup was bound to happen. The team got full of themselves after that week. Derrick Henry's smash mouth football kind of gets them. And the Browns are 10-2. and two. But no worries. The Ravens are coming back to town. And you know what? Sir Yacht was right in this world. The, the uh, Big Ten did play, and Michigan lost to Ohio State again. And the Harbaugh's are crying. And Jim calls John and says, beat those Ohio bastards, please. And John says, you got it, buddy. Only to lose 60 to nothing to the Browns. And the Harbaugh's both retire from football. And thank God for that. No more Harbaugh's to worry about. The Ohio ran him out of town. See, Ohio State fans, I can play to you guys too. See? Uh, Ryan Day and uh, also Ryan Day and Kevin Stefanski, though, uh, have a uh, dinner together. They're seen at dinner after this game. And they're just uh, having drinks, laughing about the Harbaugh's getting out of football altogether. So that's the big uh, story. Week 15, the New York football giants, Danny Dimes, no match for the Cleveland Browns. Dave Gettleman, he's kind of sitting there as Odell Beckham breaks the NFL record for most receiving yards in a game, most receiving touchdowns in a game, and he throws for two touchdowns. Baker says, you want to know what? It's the Odell Beckham show. You show him up. And at the end of the game, Odell Beckham pulls his pants down and takes a crap on the Giants field and just walks off, ladies and gentlemen. That's how Odell does it. And the Browns are now what? Oh, I've lost track. I think 11 and two now. Jeez. Uh, they only they, lost two games. They've they only lost. lost two games. Uh, I mean, we're coming down. Well, actually, it's no, 12, 12 and two. 12, 12, 12 and two. 12 and, 12 and two. two, folks. It's getting real. The Jets, we stay in New York. So we're at the same stadium. And miraculously, Odell comes out before the game and takes a crap on the field. And everybody is talking about it. I mean, he literally does it as the cameras are on him. He's like, hey, look at me. I'm taking another dump on the field. And the Jets are really mad about it. But Sam Darnold, you know, it's that boring personality of his. You know, Colin Coward admits after this beatdown that Baker Mayfield and the Browns pursue, he says, you know, I kind of want a guy with moxie. You know what, Baker? I am so sorry. You really are a franchise quarterback. I will kiss your butt now. Literally kiss your butt. And Baker says, I'll see you in the offseason, buddy. I'll be ready to do it live on air. And Odell Beckham will say, and don't worry, I'll take crap on your chest too. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, your Browns are on fire 13-2. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to town, and Ben Roethlisberger, he has to play. Well, folks, it's a really ugly scene as um, a long prediction I made long ago finally comes to fruition. Olivier Vernon goes in the middle. Uh, Sheldon Richardson goes low. Miles Garrett goes high. Ben Roethlisberger is, is literally ripped into three pieces, Mortal Kombat style. And the Steelers forfeit the game, and the Browns are fourth. And two Super Bowl Super Browns. Yeah. What do you think? Is that realistic? I, I just went on a uh, roller coaster ride. Um, that was amazing. Um, the enthusiasm you had breaking down each game. I I need you to do that every week. Okay? Can you do that? Every week? I, I, I can try. I can try. Um, I, as, as everyone knows, I do these shows when I feel like I'm in the mood to do one. And uh, definitely today was one of them. Um, and that'll do it really for today's show. I'm glad you enjoyed that, Kay. And I hope everybody else did. I hope everybody enjoyed our insight today, our brilliant insight. Um, Kay, tell everyone how they can follow you in the pod. 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Knows CLE. That is Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-I-N, Knows, K-N-O-W-S, CLE. Uh, you could follow or, you know, check out my podcast. It's called Crunch Time with Caitlin. It's Crunch Time. So it's K-R-U-N-C-H, Time, T-I-M-E, with, and then Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-I-N. You could find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. But li- basically, anywhere there's an app for podcasts, I'm on there, so. I listen all the time. It's it's must listen to stuff. Kay, I want to thank you so much for being on the pod today. Uh, we'll have you back on here soon uh, as the season progresses, maybe break down what's going on. But until next time, guys, I'm Alex Hill, and guess what? We are out.